0: Welcome to Teen Mom Time! On this week's episode of Teen Mom Time, we'll be discussing Deborah Danielson's comments about Kaylin Larry plus Kaylin's epic clapback, we'll be running through some major takeaways from our exclusive interview with Janelle Evans. And Chris Lopez shares a message about transformation ahead of baby number two's arrival. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? Doing okay this week. How about you? I'm doing great. You know, we're going into, I think, week four now of, you know, social distancing and quarantine amid coronavirus. Hope everybody's staying safe. But, you know, despite the coronavirus stuff, there's also some, you know, interesting things going on in the team Mom world. So can't wait to get into that with you guys and make sure to listen on Spotify. So speaking of coronavirus, this feud kind of came a little bit out of nowhere, I think. Okay, it all started when Kaylin kind of made some comments last week about her, the possibility of her maybe not wanting to, you know, vaccinate her children against coronavirus or COVID-19 if that was ever a choice, like if they do make a vaccine. Then Deborah Danielson, who I'm sure you all remember, is Farah Abraham's mom, or Deb's OG, as I like to refer to her as. You know, she she came across those, those comments that Kale made, and I don't think she really kind of, I think she didn't really understand them. Cause I think what Deborah took it as is that. Kale was saying that she doesn't believe coronavirus is real, I think. And so Deborah goes ahead and she posts this IGTV video and she's like, you know, describing all the dangers of coronavirus. And she, you know, mentions that her husband, who's an infectious disease doctor, you know, she's getting her info from him. And, you know, she says, quote, not trying to be mean or anything, but it's time to be a true grown-up and realize we don't always understand what's going on. And you've got to protect yourself and your children. Just because you don't believe there's a pandemic, you don't believe it's real, doesn't mean anything. Take care of your kids. That was Deb's comment to Kale. So, Chelsea, I think you were the one who reached out to Kale after we saw this, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And she yeah. was
0: pissed, by the way. Yeah. Can you okay, she walk us through her clock back.
1: Yeah, she never said that she doesn't believe um, in the coronavirus pandemic. So I think she's pretty shocked to see the accusation to start with, but she rebutted it pretty thoroughly. Um, mm-hmm. She said, Wow, I'm surprised by Deborah's sudden concern about me and my children. She said she doesn't know why this is happening or, now or at all. Um, but she said, We've been quarantined at home just like everyone else and are taking this pandemic very seriously. My family is doing whatever we can to help at this time. She also said, I'm proud to say I have a very happy, healthy, and socially conscious children. I'm doing pretty well on the grown-up front. All is good over here. So, you know, messy. Um, (laughs) I gotta say, I think maybe Deb is going as stir-crazy as all of the rest of us. I think overall, this was not a bad thing to happen necessarily. Like, maybe... Kale specifically shouldn't have been called out, Um, although it certainly brought attention to Deb's cause, which is not a bad thing since she had, like, real, actual, scientific, factual information to share, Um, Mm -hmm. and she's married to an infectious disease doctor, so it's, like, a good source to get it from, and I think she did do some
0: good awareness raising. I just don't really get why it came at Kale's expense. I don't know. I mean, I think I think Deborah had she was coming from a good place. But like I said, I just don't she just didn't really understand the Kale's comments in the first place, I think. So it's kind of like weird that she came at Kale for something that Kale never really said. So not a good not a good look. <laughs> I think she just got some wires crossed, you know, in addition to the
1: vaccine thing. I remember there was also... Maybe a tweet from a couple of weeks ago before all of this had gotten really serious. I guess they'd been talking about it at Isaac's school, maybe. And Kale had been like, why are they telling my kids about this? Like, don't scare my kids. Let me talk to my kids. So maybe Uh combined with that, it seemed also like we don't want to talk about this. I don't know. Either way, messy. (laughs) But let's move into our next topic. We've got a lot to say about Janelle. Over here at In Touch Weekly, we talked to Janelle exclusively and we got the inside scoop on a lot of things, um, including her relationship with Nathan, where that stands, what Barb thinks about her and David and whether she really was in talks to get back on Teen Mom, too. There was a lot of discussion about whether that was a possibility for her after she left David, whether that was something she was aiming for. She's told us in the past Her split was 100% real, not fake. She was kind of just living her life to the best of her ability. But what we heard from her now is that she was actually speaking to her old producer from Teen Mom 2. She said, my old producer would ask about updates on my life. He wanted me to even send him videos of my daily routines with the kids in Tennessee. I was told they were thinking about putting me back on. However, she said when she moved from Nashville back to North Carolina, they pretty much ghosted her. She said, after moving back, my old producer hasn't really talked to me since. So what do you think about that, Emma?
0: I think it just speaks for itself, really. I think I think Janelle, maybe because they were keeping, you know, close with her and keeping in contact with her. I think that there was a possibility that she could have possibly either return to the show or they may have done, like, some sort of, like, update episode or something. Like, I think in some capacity, there was some possibility on the table of her possibly returning. But, you know, now that, you know, she's back with David, she's in North Carolina, we talked about, you know, last week's episode, we talked about how difficult it was for MTV to film when she was around David because they would no longer have that relationship with him. So I definitely think that... If there was an offer or there was a possibility before, I definitely think that that's over now. You know, that's probably why they're not even interested in talking to her anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, I have to wonder if they were interested and they were like, if this is real, we're ready to go for it. But they wanted to, like, wait and see how long this actually stood for, you know what I mean? If they were like, let's give it six months and if they're really still split by then, then we can talk realistically about whether or not Janelle has a place on our show. But it just, you know, October to March is not even, I don't know, it was like maybe five months since it really started. She announced on Halloween and Mm -hmm. by the beginning of April, they were back together and we know they'd kind of been back together for a while and they were just hiding it. So it just seems like If they were waiting to see how long this lasted, maybe it just didn't last long enough.
0: And, you know, it's interesting, too, because it kind of it does the relationship with MTV and the way it was kind of like on and off there for a minute is kind of similar to what happened with Nathan. Right. Well, that's what Janelle told us.
1: Yeah, it seems like a lot of people really stepped up to support her during her split. One of those may have been her MTV producer, and one of those was clearly Nathan. Um, while mm-hmm. they were separated, they talked about how Nathan and Janelle had a healthy relationship they hadn't made had in a long time. They were really getting along well. He did a really yeah. nice birthday post for her. Um, mm-hmm. And then in January, once the reunion rumors started to swirl around, it seemed like Janelle and Nathan were maybe back on bad terms again. There was a shady Twitter post where someone said, got to love the child more than you dislike each other. And Janelle retweeted that and said, exactly. Um, And it seemed like maybe things were dicey, but she gave us the real scoop about what's going on with them. She said that Nathan was mad at first that she and David were back together, but eventually kind of came around to the degree Mm -hmm. that she said. He doesn't seem to care much now. We don't really talk at all. Nathan calls Kaiser to FaceTime with him during the week, and that's about it. So what do you think, Emma?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, like I think it was very similar to what happened with MTV. I think Nathan was open to repairing anything and and, and being, you know, working on that relationship with her. And now that David's back in the picture, we know Nathan is definitely not a fan of David. So yeah, it's just, it's sad that that, she can't have both, right? Like, it's sad that she can't have a good relationship with Nathan and also have David. It, it seems like it has to be one or the other here. But, you know, another person in her life who does support her, at least, or um, is her mom, Barbara, right? Like, that's what she told us.
1: Mm-hmm. She said this in the past. She said that Barbara's come around, but it seems like Barb is really on team David and Janelle these days. She headed over to the land last week and helped them stock up their fridge with everything going on. And she also finally accepts their relationship. Janelle said her mom and David currently have no issues with each other and it makes her very happy. She said, we get along great at the moment. I feel like we get along better than ever because we aren't worried about what's right or wrong when it comes to living our lives and what's going to be aired about us on TV. It does seem like the split kind of was actually good for Janelle and Barb because it helped them get to the root of their issues which is that when they're filming both of them are worried sometimes about what it's going to look like while they're filming so they mm. don't really say how they really feel or think um and according to Janelle Barb is kind of a people pleaser when it comes to the producers so yeah. now that she doesn't have the producers maybe egging her on to confront Janelle or to oppose David, they can finally be on the same page. So I guess that's something, you know, if this is happening after all of the allegations, I'm glad to see that Janelle has somebody on her side.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I I don't, I never liked when Barbara and Janelle were, you know, fighting. I think, you know, no matter what, your mom is your mom, your parents are your parents, you should have that support and so it's nice to see them kind of, you know, rekindling things and working on things. And you guys can head to inchtouchweekly.com for all of our exclusives with Janelle and check those out. All right. Moving into our third topic, Chris Lopez took to Instagram over the weekend and he shared this pretty interesting quote uh it was kind of like it wasn't something that he specifically wrote but it was kind of like a post that he saw that he reposted to his story and the quote read i'm in an uncomfortable stage of my life where my old self is gone but my new self isn't fully born yet i'm in the midst of a transformation I don't know. I just think this this timing of this message is interesting, I think, especially because of what we talked about last week a little bit, Chelsea, about, you know, maybe where he might be in terms of his headspace right now that he's, you know, going to be welcoming his second child. Um, I took it as kind of like a confirmation or at least a hint that maybe he is really being reflective. But what do you think?
1: I mean, I think it is a Good sign, because last week we were kind of saying, you know, it's nice that he thought Lux was the best thing that ever happened to him, but what's he going to do about it? Um, And this quote seems to suggest that he's in the midst of doing something about it, which is maybe getting his head in the right place, maybe getting the right resources he needs to be an active father for his children. We know his parents have really been stepping in on his behalf with Kale, so maybe This means that he's going to get to a place where they can be in contact directly without it being a very messy situation. I mean, it's not they're not his words. So it's like super easy to share a quote and be like, this is aspirational and then do nothing about it. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm still kind of like a wait and see gal. But it is. A step forward that this is something that continues to be on his mind
0: yeah I I agree and I hope that another thing that I thought about when I saw it it was like maybe it has to do with his documentary that is supposed to be coming out soon I don't think we had any information from it and the interesting thing is that we talked about this a couple of weeks ago he dropped that trailer and I noticed that he deleted it from his Instagram. So I don't even know if we're really going to see that documentary. <laughs> I that saw just your is like so
1: classic Chris to me. He's such a deleter and it drives me crazy. Like <laughs> let, let the record stand first of all,
0: but yeah. he is
1: just constantly archiving posts and then unarchiving them when he's just like, you know, I would like to have this post from 2017 back on my feed for three days. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I don't think we've seen the last of the trailer, I just don't know. You're right. I don't know that we're going to get anything beyond the trailer anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye out for that and let you guys know as soon as we know for sure.
1: Now we're moving into Truth or Tale, where we break down some news from this week and whether we think it's real, it's not real, what happened behind the scenes. We're going to get to the meat of it. So this week, we're talking about Janelle again, just considering that her reunion with David is so recent. There's a lot of messiness. There's a lot of fan concerns surrounding it still. And that concern was just sparked further when Janelle posted on Facebook that her phone had been smashed and that she felt like she couldn't trust anyone. And that really started to get some of her followers worried. But Mm -hmm. Janelle wants everybody to know she's just fine. Thanks very much. And don't worry about her uh, because she posted an Instagram story responding to that furor around what she wrote. So she said, If I post I'm having a bad day, stop assuming it's because of my husband. Everyone's having a hard time coping being at home with kids 24-7 and things can get tense some days. I post my feelings sometimes hoping people can simply relate. So is that? about David had she posted about David now she's covering her tracks what do you think
0: I don't know it was just the timing of of those cryptic Facebook posts were so jarring to me because I think it was just a day or so after we had talked to her and she was giving this glowing you know review of David and how he was so great and how things are great after they're back together and then we see this and then it's like oh no you know because it's hard not to assume the worst when it comes to them. It really is, and it's sad that we our minds go there so quickly. But it's because but the guy shot been... a dog, you know, right? Exactly. Like and smashing you know, a phone reason. is like
1: it's so low tier compared to shooting a dog,
0: right? Oh, uh, it's uh, horrible. Honestly, it's even like have to like go there in your mind. But you know that's what we do, and that's what fans do, and so. I think it's a. I think it it can be true that she was having a bad day inventing just, you know, mom life. And I think from what we've seen since then on social media from her, it seems like the kids are great. It seems like, you know, whatever it was kinda of blew over quickly. So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt this time. What do you think?
1: I think that she and David both have a long storied history of vague posting about each other on social media and hinting that they've split and changing their Facebook relationship status and then changing it back, taking low blows and shots at each other when they're not in a good place. But she didn't say somebody smashed my phone. She just said my phone got smashed. If she posts about having a bad day, I'm not going to be like, it can't be about David. They're back together. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to draw too many conclusions, although I think it's nice that people are checking in on her. I'm sure it's going to be very annoying for her, but, you know, (laughs) that's just what her reality looks like, unfortunately. Um, But somebody said, hope you are okay." after they said the post and she said, I'm fine, but thanks for asking with a heart. So hopefully she continues to handle those check ins with Grace. Mm -hmm. And I hope that they really aren't
0: about David. For sure. This week's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something that is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private environment that's all online, which is very important with current events where you may be stuck at home. It's very convenient as you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can chat and text with your therapist, which are licensed professional counselors who specialize in a range of issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, and relationships, which is really important right now. If you're not happy, you can change and ask to request a new counselor anytime so there's no delay and there's no charge for doing so. They have 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states, and it's available on desktop, mobile, web, Android, and iOS apps. You can schedule video or phone call sessions, which is great for people who might need a little bit more support in current times. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Teen Mom Time listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code TEENMOMTIME. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com teenmomtime. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash teen time. Okay, so now we're gonna be moving into our recap for this week's episode of Teen Mom OG. And I think we're gonna start with I think I think Amber really had a lot more screen time this episode. So we'll start with her storyline. And this is, you know, we're seeing the direct aftermath of what happened. Last week, when the audio from that fight from December 2018 got leaked and she was very upset and she's still very upset. And what's interesting is I think that we well, I think it's interesting that we got to see the other cast members react to this. Yes. Audio. Right. hmm. Uh huh. Especially I, after I think they think showed important. up for her at court. Right. I think that's I think that's exactly the reason why MTV did that, because they want to make sure that it's known that they are not condoning like no one in the cast or no one, you know, not condoning what happened. So, you know, Corey and Cheyenne talked about it. And Corey actually said that he thought from what he heard in the audio, he thought Andrew was poking at her. Uh, Macy and Taylor also reacted to it, and uh, Macy told her husband that she would hope that if she ever had a situation like that with him, that he would call the cops and get help instead of recording the incident. And then Caitlin, she said, you know, she wanted to be a good friend for her. her. You know, her and Amber are pretty close, and I think the sad thing was that Kate said that hearing that audio triggered her inner child trauma from, like, her youth, from, you know, situations that she's been in in the past. So... I thought that was really sad. But then, you know, we see Gary and Christina also kind of weighing in. It's nice to see that Christina is allowing Gary to be there for Amber because she said it too, like not many wives would let their their husbands be there for their ex-girlfriend or something. But like, you know, she, she's totally fine with it. And we did see, we talked about this last week, but we saw more of Gary kind of really holding Amber accountable and he was giving her a little bit of tough love. And he was was saying like, you know, you're going to be okay, but at the same time, that's not good what you did and and you have to take accountability for it. And and he suggests that she goes to anger management. Amber kind of seemed like she didn't really want to go. I don't think she thought she needed it, but then she eventually gave in. And then Gary like right away makes that appointment and he gets the appointment for later that day. But then which, we
1: see. Not funny, but I did laugh because can you imagine? First of all, they answered the phone, hello, anger management, which is oh, silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but can you imagine working at whatever clinic or whatever it is and then getting the call and being like, yeah, it's for Amber Portwood? Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they'd be like, I mean, because I'm sure in that area, wherever she lives in Indiana, I'm sure she's known as like kind of like, you know, a local hometown celebrity. And I'm Um, sure that made local news, too. Yeah. And Gary even said, too, I think um, later in the episode, he said, like, oh, how funny. Like, they probably think it's weird that I called for my ex-girlfriend or something (laughs) like. (laughs) um, So there's a little there's a little bit of a meta thing happening there, a little bit of awareness. But
1: although I actually wanted it to get more meta because I really, really liked seeing Gary be there for Amber, not just to support her and help her through this, but also to be like, no, you did this and you have to take responsibility for that and you have to face that and you have to deal with wherever that came from now. But I would have liked to see on camera, and I'm sure this happened off camera, but I would have liked to see on camera Gary acknowledging that he's been on the other side of this before. So with everyone being Mm -hmm. like, Andrew must have provoked Amber like Andrew must have done this on purpose so that he could catch her on camera which like if true she still did it you know what I mean like if he provoked her like she still said it so I would have liked to see Gary being like I've actually been in the position of being the person that you yelled and shouted at and hit and here is my read on the situation but I think even without saying that he kind of said it you know what I mean
0: Right. And and like, you know, before the season came out, I was wondering how this was going to go versus how they handled her situation with Gary in the past and past seasons versus the situation now. And I at least I think there's a little bit more of a care that goes into kind of like how this story is being told. And, you know, it it was sad because at the end of Amber's segment, we see her kind of, you know, she faints walking into this building to go to this anger management It was after anger management,
1: which just tells me, like, how much it took out of her. Because you can see her. They're, like, filming in the car, and there's a crew member doing the clappy thing. And then you can see, Mm -hmm. like, her little head poking out the back window of the truck as she's standing behind it. And then you can watch her go limp as, like, the crew behind her
0: try to catch her. That's, it's so hard because, again, like, I think... I think, of course, this is not—no one wants to condone what Amber did, but I, I don't think anyone could deny that Amber needs help, you know? Like, this is just a hard thing because, yeah, it really did take a lot out of her for the the fact that it, like, affected her physically enough to she fainted, so.
1: I just want to say, though, I hope- quickly, I want to give a little credit to Andrew because he was very— Vocal after all of this happened in real time on social media being like I know amber needs help I tried a lot to get amber help, but I am not part of that situation anymore because everything that I was doing Wasn't helping basically So yeah, it's not that he was just like screw this girl although a, a little bit Yes, but he was like I did what I could and now I have to get out of the situation and that is
0: Valuable mm-hmm. I hope that we can see more from him, too, later in the season, for sure.
1: But you mentioned this a little earlier. We did actually see this really affecting Caitlyn. So I think we should jump to them next because Caitlyn has been through this a lot with her family and her mom and those volatile relationships her mom would have with boyfriends. Um, And we've seen Caitlyn do really, really well with her mental health lately. And this was kind of a setback for her where she had to go and talk to her psychiatrist and kind of weigh in on how she's doing and how this affected her and how she can move forward if she can be there to support Amber during this and if she needs to take a step back and focus on herself.
0: I I don't know. I think it's hard because, like I said, I think from, from my perspective, I think Caitlin and Amber are very, very close.
1: Oh, for sure. It like when Amber cl- called during filming, of...
0: that spoke mm-hmm. for itself. yeah. And so I think Caitlyn is is definitely like stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I think that no matter, I think that no matter what, I think the fact that she is making sure that she's taking care of herself as well while she's being there for a friend. But even the fact that she wants to be there for Amber at all during this, knowing that it would take a toll on her. I think that's that shows such a good friend and such like selflessness
1: Yeah, I mean, I got to say, I loved how Tyler was so clearly ride or die for Kate in that moment. He got like Mm heated talking about people coming for Kate. Like he was upset and he was there for Kate and he had her back and he was like, if it is wrong to stand by your friend, that's fine. I'm wrong. We're going to be here for Amber, but also we're taking care of Kate. And like, I thought it was beautiful the way that he did that, that he made sure that his wife knew, like, I... I'm here for you. And we are on the same side. And I 100% think you did what you thought was right. And it in his Mm -hmm. eyes was right. But do you think it was right?
0: It's hard to say. Like, I don't. It's hard to say because I've never been in a situation like that. But I think that you can. I think there's a difference between supporting someone and condoning something. And I think you can do both. Like you can you can both support someone and not condone what they did. And I think I think that that is okay by me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen that kind of intersect Kate and Tyler's storyline with their friend, Ashley, which is also really about supporting someone who's made a mistake but not condoning their actions. Um, And I think the difference here was that we only saw their storyline with Ashley on the show, which allows for nuance in their response and for us to see those conversations that happened. Whereas... Mm -hmm on social media, as this was happening, we only saw saw (laughs) Caitlyn defending Amber and standing up for Amber and rushing to be by Amber's side. We didn't see, like, she wasn't having the conversations with fans on social media where she was being like, we don't know yet what happened, but I'm going to support my friend regardless while she's going through a difficult period. She just was like, this is my friend and I'm ride or die for her.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, know, like I said, like, I think that, I think that they can do both. And I think that Tyler, I think Tyler even kind of like said it. So I think, you know, if you want to feel a certain way about it, you can. But I don't think anyone should judge anyone unless you're in that position, you know? Mm Hmm. Okay, so also in this week's episode, we saw Mackenzie and Josh's proposal, which was so sweet. And he set up this whole scavenger hunt for her. And I think that's exactly what she wanted and needed to see that he you know went through all this effort for her and it was like such a sweet little thing like sweet little birthday surprise and it's cute to watch and we also saw Cheyenne and Corey Um, they had a little bit of a like kind of like this like tough thing where you know Corey said that he got called to do the challenge again and he wasn't sure if he was going to do it because he had to make sure that Cheyenne and Taylor would both be okay with it but eventually you know they both agreed that it was a good thing for him to do. So they gave him their blessings and then Macy and uh, you know, the storyline was pretty hard because she, you know, she can't see Ryan because she's got that restraining order against him, but also Bentley turns 11, which is a pretty big thing. And you would want that to, you know, you'd want him, I guess, to be there for his son's 11th birthday, but there's a legal issue that's actually preventing them from doing that. So um, Macy just goes ahead and she decides to invite them anyway. She texts Mackenzie. Mackenzie's like, oh, I'm not sure because of the restraining order. Plus, there might be some beef. And then Macy's like, listen, like no drama. Like just if you want to come, just come basically. And then so then the the next scene that we see is we see like Ryan's side of it, right? And we see a really tense fight between him and his dad. We've seen this before. Ryan and his dad have definitely have butted heads in the past. But Basically, Ryan's dad was saying, like, hey, you know, suck it up. This is your fault. Like, if you hadn't did what you did, you wouldn't be in the situation. And Ryan, of course, gets upset. So what do you think, Chelsea?
1: I think that Larry is right. Um, And Ryan needs to put his feelings aside for his son's birthday. I mean, I do think they need to call a lawyer and check whether or not, like, the whole, as long as we have it in writing that you can be here, then you can be here. Don't know if that's true. Um, but mm-hmm. that legal issue aside, I think that every, like, they wanted Bentley at Jagger's birthday party. You know what I mean? And I think right. that it makes total sense that everybody should be at Bentley's birthday and the Macy and Ryan can just keep their distance. And I don't see that being an issue. You know what I mean? Um and I understand that Ryan feels like he's been unfairly targeted in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I agree with that. Um, yeah. And I think his dad had a really good point where it was just like, it's not just that you made this call and you said these things. It's that you have a history that mm-hmm. gave that a very rich context. And that call aside, like... Sure. Did Macy and Taylor have to get a no contact order for you? Like, I mean, I guess that's debatable. But the reason they were able to obtain this is not just because of one phone call. It's because of a history.
0: Yeah, I think I think Ryan's definitely defensive and not really taking ownership and, and taking, you know, responsibility of that situation. And I think I think when he does finally do that and take responsibility, I think that's when they can start to really repair things for sure.
1: That leads us into Teen Mom Tease, where we're going to be talking about what we can expect from the stars going forward. And it looks like Ryan is really going to take the forefront on future episodes of Teen Mom OG again, um, because Macy seems to think that he's not sober. We've seen him dealing with addiction issues in the past. That's something that's a whole life struggle kind of deal. So not surprised to see that it's coming back up but it looks like we'll be confronting that again. We're also going to see Cheyenne maybe having the breakup talk with Matt, it looks like. And Kate and Tyler, once again, having to confront whether they're okay with Ashley staying with them and what that means versus supporting and condoning. So it looks like we've got an exciting season ahead of us and there's going to be a lot of drama left to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. We're definitely, you know, going to be looking out for that. I can't wait to see what happens next, especially in Macy and Ryan's storyline, for sure. So that wraps it up for this week, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can head to InTouchWeekly.com for more details on all of the stories and topics that we discussed today. And make sure to listen on Spotify. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.